Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. How are you on this fine evening? I was tucking in my cat. She, uh... She has to get her heating blanket plugged in. She has to get her um, uh, little dash of catnip. Um, she is an older woman, so she she needs it for the pains and the aches. But I also need to leave the window open um, in case like a coyote wants to make a terrifying noise in the middle of the night. That sounds like a combination of a woman screaming and sirens. So I can be like, what is that? And, and I try to hold my ancient cat back from the window, but she's like, no, I must go into the window and see what it is. And I'm like, please don't draw it to our house. I must fight because <laughs> I am a warrior. She I was, must fight. She was, it was the most terrifying thing. And it was like, it only, I, when it first started, I thought it was like a siren going off because we live kind of close to a highway, but then it turned into like a, like a scream. And I'm, and I know like what foxes sound like, and I know what coyotes sound like, but it still like catches you off guard because I, you know, yeah. when you live in the middle of woods like me and you've seen The Strangers and you've seen a horror movie or two, you know the thing about the woods is you just, you just don't check. You don't figure out what that was. You go inside. I live in town. <laughs> and you know what's right. usually outside my house? Uh, let me guess. Uh, uh, so, uh, usually a grown man. Sometimes a grown man. In, in a depend depending in uh, they're in a, a array of state of dress. Sometimes they're you know half naked. Sometimes they're fully naked. Um, sometimes and usually they're screaming outside your door. And sometimes they're on your roof when the police come. And sometimes they're just gone. Yeah. So I've been. Uh... I was, I don't know if I ever told the story, but I was basically welcomed into the city by some man body slamming his, or attempting to body slam his way into my house. Like, two months after I moved here. Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, and now I'm leaving in, like, two I'm, weeks. In a month. <laughs> so, well, no, it's, a month. It, literally, it's a bookend. It's a bookend. <laughs> it is. It's a perfect bookend, because there was a, this one wasn't as eventful, but there was just a man pacing on my porch at, like, 1.30 What I don't like about this one is the first man did the courtesy of climbing onto your roof and staying there for the cops to show yes. up. This guy didn't. I don't like, I don't like yes. things that just disappear. I don't like, I don't uh, like that either. I, I, I prefer, sleep. I prefer when, you know, they can be scooped up either by, you know, uh, whether they need to go to a hospital or they need to go to a drunk tank. Like I, I, or Hey, yes. maybe just take them home. If they're, if they're just like, if they're mm, just really that out, out of it, confused. yeah, maybe just take them home. Cause sometimes, you know, they could be on a substance or maybe they're just confused or maybe they were looking for the woman who used to live here i right. don't know um but speaking of, of i that reminds me i think i've told you this story but i don't know if i've shared it but it, i just reminded myself of um why you just don't go into the woods when you hear stuff i told you the story of the whistler right i think so yeah well one time i was going out to feed our dogs because they live in an outside shed um that's insulated and they're they're absolutely fine they 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 live in the lap of luxury all our animals do um and i was letting them out to go to the bathroom before i closed up for the night and i hear whistling and that's not uncommon like we have neighbors like they're a little far off but we have neighbors mm -hmm. it was but it was not coming from the direction of like the road or the neighbors it was coming from the direction of the woods and we have like a couple acres of woods and then a highway it's so, like we don't have mm -hmm. like like, there's a couple people, but they're not, like, directly behind us. And I was just like, 
and I like called at the dogs because I was like, I didn't want them to go towards that noise. I didn't want them to go towards the whistling. I wanted them to come towards me. And so I put them away. And then as I'm walking to the house, I hear it again. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't just imagining it. It wasn't just a lawn thing. <laughs> Run. And, and then, but the creepy part is my cousin was there and she heard the second one. So I, it wasn't just my imagination. Cause she didn't hear the first one cause she was inside the, um, the, the shed. But when we were walking in the house, she heard it and we were like, okay, we go inside now. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I, I was kind of worried earlier cause I thought I heard it again. Cause I'm, I'm hoping it was just like, you know, a, a neighbor and their voice was carrying weirdly. Not like Negan. Or what, something. What's Negan? Walking Dead. Oh, sorry. I He whistles creepily. Okay. Yeah, not Negan or, you know, just like some creep who's trying to, like, lure my animals <laughs> to the woods and then lure me into the woods, you know? I got you. I'm catching your drift. <laughs> um, anyway, instead of uh, fantastical beings trying to lure me into the woods uh, with whistling, how about we hang out with some fast fantastical cats who are luring you into the woods to join their clan. Yeah, because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. <laughs> and this is Warrior Cats. This, that. slick segue thank I, you if i that i did <laughs> <laughs> yes it was very good all right do you remember where we left off on a cliffhanger yeah um straight up uh kit's gone <laughs> like we were having gone. where are they we were having a beautiful wholesome moment you know we started we started out the episode we were like kind of uh well we found that after having like the coolest name of all, uh, Sky died. Skywatcher died, and yeah. which it was kind of like it was so heavily uh, um, hinted at. Hinted at, but it wasn't very surprising. But it still sucked that we didn't get to find out what he knew, if he knew anything. Maybe yeah. he didn't know anything. But it kind of seemed like he did. He acted like he did. Yeah, but he acted like he knew a lot of stuff. But then, like under pressure, he really didn't know that much. Besides. He knew a lot about the clan, so I think he did know something about yeah. the clan. But maybe he didn't know in certain terms because we found out that some stuff had gotten misconstrued over time. Like, because we found out that uh, the superstition of not sleeping, you know. Uh, and, That's so good. And rather than just, like, a keeping vigil, like, a couple strong warriors, like, warriors close to the cat who died, like it would be in the cl- in the in the main four. I, I want to mm-hmm. call them, like, the, um, you know how they refer to... Like the main states as like the uh, they call it like contiguous, the, yeah, conti- contiguous, contiguous, yeah, right. I don't yeah. know. They like refer to contiguous. them as like the inland forty eight or like the upper lower well, forty eight. Remember, I worked on an Alaska oh newspaper for a while, so it was definitely lower forty eight. I was gonna say. It was always lower 48 up there. Wouldn't it be the lower 49 since Hawaii is still under them? Ah, uh, but they're talking about the contiguous. Okay. Anyway. Contiguous, continuous. Well, we'll just, we'll just call them the, uh, I don't want to call them the main four, because once uh, Sky Guy gets established, we'll just call them the... Comp- the four, 
forest clans. Yeah. The ones back in home. At the home woods. Home teams. Four forest guys. Yeah. Anyway, but the I like how, you know, back in the forest clans. The clan, four squares. <laughs> the four squares. Um, they have, like, this where, you know, it's only certain, uh, like, a couple warriors who were close yeah, to that. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. But it, it got misconstrued to, you don't sleep. Because if you go or to you sleep, die. you die. Yeah. Um, but then. Very good. We, everyone was going to stay up, but then they were like, hey, if you're for real, man, we trust you. And he's like, ugh, weird. And we didn't deal with any main issues like finding a medicine cat or a leader. But no. then we were having like a nice moment. We're like, hey, guys, we, we're going to, we're going to set our borders. We're going to pee on rocks. Yeah. And then. We were just kind of chilling and being like, man, these, these, some of these cats are giving us problems. Like, Clover needs to learn how to defend herself. And then, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We have something go wrong with the kids. Because when there's kits about, there's a hole in the nursery. All right. So, we're going to go back a couple bullet points from last time just to set up that scene. Okay. Let's set the so stage. a terrified shriek cuts him off, and Clovertail is at the edge of the river, her fluffed out to twice her size. Oh no. And for a heartbeat, Firestar cannot find the kits. Then he spots the bounce kit, struggling frantically as he was carried down the river. Oh god. And he lets out a wail of terror before his head went under. Use your strong legs! Firestar is bounding down the rocks with Sandstorm hard in his paws. We need but a cat. Clovertail is faster. Oh, I love her. We need a cat inventor to figure out how you can turn moss into like little floaties. We need a cat lifeguard. We need a cat lifeguard. And if we can't have a cat lifeguard, we need uh, cat life jackets. If you yeah, are a child, water wings. If you are under the age of 12 or you just never learned how to swim, wear a life jacket. Before they reached the path on the other side of the cave, she had plunged into the river. She swam strongly to where her kit had vanished and dove down. Terror stabbed through Firestar. Would he have to save them both? But Clovertail reappeared. Bounce kit firmly gripped in her teeth, and she dragged them to the side of the pool. She's like, I don't care if this hurts. You scared the crap out of me. I have that that adrenaline rush. She could lift a car right now. Even as <laughs> a cat, could. she could lift a car. She could lift a car. But wait, okay, one, that's one. Where's Jump Kit and uh, Frizzle Kit? I don't remember. Fire wait, Star and Sans- no, that's Bounce Kit. Bounce Kit? Yeah, we have Bounce Kit. We're only missing. It's it's adjective, noun, verb. So we have verb. <laughs> yes, we have verb. My brain is, who, who are we missing? We're our, we're our adjective and noun kit. <laughs> adjective kit and noun kit. Where's my sentence? Um, I don't know. Where are they? And what are their names? Well, Firestar and Sandstorm leaned down to take the kit while she hauled herself to dry ground. Bounce kit, she exclaims. Bounce kit, are you all right? Bounce kit lets out a feeble cry and vomits up a mouthful of water. That's good. That's good. Clovertail nudges him into a patch of sunlight and starts licking him fiercely, roughing his fur the wrong way to dry him out and get him warm again. The other two kits edged their way nervously along the path that led underneath the rocks to the cave where the moss grew. Oh. So they were in the cave. They were exploring. 
They emerged from the cave and came along the riverbank, halting by their mother, eyes wide with fear. Tiny Kit asks in a small voice if Bounce Kit will be okay. Oh, that's Adjective Kit. Yes. Clovertail looked up from her licking. Bounce Kit's fur was already almost dry and he was starting um, trying to sit up. I don't know what the three of you were thinking, she hissed. You know very well you shouldn't have gone into that cave without me. But we knew you wouldn't let us, Rockkit began. mother. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course I wouldn't let you, and now you can see why. She gave Bounce Kit a few more rough licks. And Firestar could tell she was only angry because of how terrified she'd been. She says it's dangerous under there, and they are too small to swim properly. I feel due what to if- due the proximity they have to like the river, I think learning to swim should be lesson number two. Right, though. But what if she hadn't been there? Bounce Kit stands groggily on all four paws. It's my fault, he said. It was my idea. And Clovertail says she doesn't care whose fault it is. She oh. shakes the water from her pelt, spattering Firestar and Sandstorm. And she says that they'll all go straight to the nursery. No more play for any of them today. This is go a... <laughs> now. Usually it sucks so hard when one person does something and the whole class gets in trouble. But this is a situation where that's 100% fair. Oh, yes. Well, the kids turn away. But Tiny Kit glances back. There's a cave in there full of shining moss, she says. And there were voices speaking to us. Uh, uh, what? Startled, Firestar steps forward. What did they say? But Bounce Kit says they were so quiet they couldn't hear. Voices indeed, Clovertail scolds. <laughs> Haven't they been naughty enough without making up stories? Wait, 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 wait. Actually, it'll be really weird, but we might let a five-year-old take charge of this place. <laughs> If these little, if these little, if these little hooligans can hear voices, that might have some potential. Have you had any prophetic dreams? Well, Tiny Kit protests that they're not making it up. They did hear voices, lots of them. But Clovertail says she doesn't want to hear about it. They aren't going in that cave ever again, and that's the end of it. And she herds her kit back, her kits Aww. back towards the rock pile. Mom. I wanna, I wanna listen to the ghosts of the past. <laughs> so Firestar and Sandstorm exchange a glance because you know Skywatcher told them that Skyclan medicine cats shared tongues with their ancestors in that cave. Could the kids have heard the voices from Skyclan warriors from long ago? It, I guess, like it's kind of like that. Um... Uh, sort of like that theory that children are like more li- they they're more likely to see ghosts like they're more yeah. closely tied to the other side so I guess I wouldn't be so surprised as even if there's one of, like one of the three of the kids or all three of the kids aren't like destined to be like you know a, a medicine cat or a leader uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they like went to like kind of a holy place that they could hear whispers of the past. Or they came in and all the grandmas, great great grandmas and grandpas of Sky Clan came down and were like, Oh, oh look at these little it. fellas. Oh, I'm gonna pinch. I wish I was corporeal so I could pinch your cheeks. Oh, I'm gonna try anyway. I'm gonna try anyway. Look at you. Oh, oh look oh, at these youngsters. Oh, they don't know how to swim. That's a problem. 
This is the future of our clan. Oh. Well, two of them. <laughs> we kind of messed up. We still up. got two. We still got two. We still got two. Oh, wait. No. Oh, oh. We're good. We got all three. Well, guys, pack it up. Let's, uh, we, we've done our duty. No, you didn't. You just almost killed them. Oh, my God. Oh, so they help Clovertail get her kids over the rock pile, but Firestar holds Clovertail back on the trail to the nursery, and he asks her where she learned to swim like that. She's like, don't, don't doubt my mom power. Moms don't need to know how to swim or be able to lift a car on a normal day, but they can figure it out pretty quick, young man. Well, Clovertail says she didn't always live in the gorge. She was actually born further down the river, and her mother taught her to swim for fish. Oh. Firestar says one of the clans in the forest is called River Clan, and they swim and catch fish all the time. He's never heard of any other cats who enjoy swimming until now. Firestar, you've literally been swimming since you were, like, a kid. Right, I- Like, like, literally, it's, like, so many people have- They're like, whoa, swimming's so special. It's not. It's, like, not really. Because you all keep- Like, I mean, it's a little special when someone has to die conveniently by drowning. Um, or, like, a kit needs to be in danger. <laughs> but every cat has shown pretty good proficiency in swimming. Except for the rogues when they need to get away from them that one time. Yes. Or the tiger clan cats. They also were not great at it. Heck yeah. Which was very convenient for the plot. Well, he wonders if she has Sky... Cl- uh, not Sky... Cl- he wonders if she has River Clan ancestry. I mean, she... Clovertail's might. eyes widen. Listen. Does that mean she doesn't belong in Sky Clan? No, no, no. Shh, shh. Listen, it just means that... Well, we have this rule where if you're from two different clans, you can't sleep together. But we ignore that rule a lot break so, it all the time yeah so most likely what happened is like back when sky clan and river clan was a thing like your great great grandparents probably were like star-crossed lovers or whatever actually it was probably just that her mom taught her how to swim because they live near water yeah you know swimming, we swimming isn't something that necessarily has to be passed down the bloodline no but strong legs do well the dismay in her voice is kind of encouraging because it shows that she wanted to be a member of Sky Clan. And also, has seeds of loyalty to her clanmates in the Warrior Code. Also, sister, if you can, like, jump into water and just, like, scoop up your kid, um, you're strong enough to, like, fight a fox. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, Sandstorm touches her nose to Clovertail's ear and oh, says yes. no. She's a Sky Clan cat through and through. Leave your and husband. Date she's Clover. chosen to live. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I know, I just want, I just, like, she's our bi queen, but, and, and bi people are valid no matter who they date in their relationships, but, God, Sandstorm plus a girlfriend is, like, so powerful. <laughs> it's so powerful. Well, Firestar says that cats can change clans, and he remembers, you know, Tawny Pelt going to Shadow Clan. And also, it doesn't happen often. His best, and it doesn't always work. Oh, great! Strike. That's what it, it doesn't always work. Great, right? Okay, I was about to. I was, I was like, I was like, how are you thinking of Tawny Paw before Graystripe? And it's like, oh, you were getting there. I should have. Being... I should have known that he would not forget his boyfriend. No, but being a member of a clan is more about just blood. Even more, Sandstorm says, is that she's proven she has warrior blood in her. She owes it to her ancestors to learn the skills of hunting and fighting. 
so that the warrior code can live on in her. Also, you don't need to technically be, uh, have ancestry in the warrior, uh, says Firestar, who has only told one of these cats, like, yeah. straight out that he wasn't a warrior to begin with. And I really think if we told, like, I mean, I think the only person who would, like, take it negatively would be, um, I was about to call him Stickbug. Oh my god, can- Sharpclaw? Yeah, no, I know his name's Sharpclaw, but Stick- can Stickbug be a warrior name? I guess. I want a clan of Modern just Modern warrior names. cats have kind of gone loosey-goosey with their names. I mean, so. my warrior OC for our uh, RPG was uh, Slugtail, and now I want her to have a girlfriend named Stickbug. I want- Beautiful. I'm gonna be Bug Clan. Okay. And there's no rules besides you gotta be gay and you gotta be cool. And if you're not gay, you gotta be cool. And if you're not cool, you gotta be gay. But (laughs) we'll take you. Beautiful. So Clovertail blinked. I promised that, didn't I? When I was made a warrior? Uh Uh-huh. She's starting to understand what those words mean now. But she still doesn't think she'll be much use. Not like them and Sharpclaw. You were brave today, Firestar assures her. You saved Bounce Kid. You didn't need any other cat. Clovertail looks thoughtful, and she nods. She never thought of it like that. Okay, she says. She'll join in training from now on. Good, but Clovertail, you've had that strength in you for, like, forever. You... Well, like, that's what he said. That's what, that's what Firestar's saying. He's like, you didn't need any help today. Look, you did it. Like, she hasn't like... needed help to raise three kids. She exactly. has, she's, like, done so much on her own already. I understand why she, like, was hesitant, because, you know, she's she's been so much in, like, the role of just protecting her kids. I'm sure it's hard for her to, like, imagine protecting other people, but, like, girl. Yeah. Like, put, flip, take that perspective, flip it, and you will see that you've been doing what a warrior's been doing all along. You just need to expand it. Well, good, Firestar said, resting his tail on her shoulder and he tells her that she'll really feel like she belongs to the clan when she gives something back to it. And think about her kits. They'll become warriors one day, and she could be a great example for them. Sandstorm tells her that they understand it's not easy, and she gives Clovertail a friendly lick, but she promises her it's worth it. Oh my god. Why, like, tease me with that? (laughs) And she won't have to worry about her kits, Firestar adds. They'll be apprentices soon, and until then, they'll make sure some cat keeps an eye on them while she's training. Yeah, we'll keep them No out more of... expeditions into that cave. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep them out of the Echo Voices cave, and we'll maybe teach them how to swim. Uh, Echo fi- Voices cave. Firestar can teach them how to squish. Firestar can t- teach them how to swim, because he weirdly is very good at it. I would say his <laughs> swimming skill has come out of just, like, necessity- because oh, yeah, for sure. he's had to go on so many expeditions at this point. <laughs> um, yep. But speaking of swimming cats, yeah, are you ready for a cat fact? I have to prepare myself. Emotionally? Okay. <sighs> yes. All right. So. Okay, go. Today, we are doing another cat quote. I hope you guys are not sick of this yet, because I'm not. Um, I'm not, and that's all that matters. Good. So. <laughs> Today's cat quote is, let the cat out of the bag. Maureen. Yes. Can you tell me what that means? Like, spilling the beans. 
Oh my god, I'm so glad you said that, but we're saving that for later. So basically it means um, making something unknown, known. Um, the origins of this are also unknown. Um, and I'm actually very happy because when I first saw this saying, I assumed, I like literally wrote in my notes that, um, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but I am so glad that neither of these theories are about drowning cats. Um, cause thank I, goodness. I always thought that that's where that came from, even though, um, I'm learning a lot about kind of how etymology works. Um, once again, I'm not sure if I'm saying the bug one or the words one, so I hope I'm saying the words one. I'm pretty one. sure you said the words one. Okay, good. But um, it, it really wouldn't fit very well for what the saying actually means if it was referring to cats in, like, a bag. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Um, you know, unless it meant, like, a relief of, like, the cat gets released from the bag, like, the truth gets released. But usually letting the cat out of the bag refers to something that, like, oh, well, now you know. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but there are two theories and one of the theories uh we're going uh once again back to the cat of nine tails um if you folks remember that is a whip that has nine prongs um that was used on naval vessels um uh, way back in the day um and the theory is kind of that this was the the whip used to be stored in like a red bag so when you when you let this like whip out of the bag you're gonna tell the truth um or suffer the consequences oh. um the other theory and this is fascinating, is um, a, it, it came from a pig in a poke scam. Um, and if you're like me, you weren't living in the 1500s, um, and so you weren't, like, at that farmer's market. Um, they didn't even call it the farmer's market. It was just the marketplace, and you didn't fall for a pig in the poke scam. So I'll tell you what that is. It's basically you wanted to go buy a suckling pig. And you're like, ah, one pig, please. And they hand you a bag and you're like, oh, thanks. It feels a little pretty light. And they're like, oh, no, it's that's a that's a suckling pig. And you're like, okay. And you pay them money and you go home and you open it up and it's actually just a dead cat. Which is, um, open that bag before you buy. That's what I'm saying. But apparently this was a thing. Um, <laughs> a pig and a poke scam. Um, so like, you know, uh, you let the cat out. Uh, but funny thing about both these theories They've been disproven. Um, oh. Or both are not thought to actually be where the phrase comes from. Uh, one, there's no evidence of the cat of nine tails being stored in a bag. Um, and two, uh, cats feel different than pigs. <laughs> that was the reason. <laughs> like, if even if you got a cat in a bag, if you, like, felt up that bag a little bit, I think you could tell. Just by the tail probably like, wouldn't you open it wouldn't you open it i would that was my main thing is like looking at the pig in the poke scam i was like i feel like i would take a sneaky peek like how good how good yeah. could the bag quality have been i know they weren't like putting in like you know a, a satin thing but i i think if i was like a burlap sack there's gotta be at least that one hole sack. that you could peek in through if they're not gonna let you if it's like tied in like a complicated knot like um no they're gonna let me open this i'm buying this but the funny thing peruse this pig but the funny thing about the um pig in a poke one and the saying uh let the cat out of the bag is that that saying is actually found also in uh dutch and german um and it uh, translates Where pigs didn't exist well no it roughly translates into <laughs> buy a cat in a bag um so, and that means like to buy false goods so the pig in the poke scam is like kind of real but it's probably not where um 
the saying, uh, let the cat out of the bag comes from. Um, Mm. And also another thing that's debated is where this saying first showed up because, and this is something that's debated for me because I could not find a credible source for one of the, the first like recorded use of it. Um, because on like a lot of websites of when I lurked for it, cause like I first saw it on Wikipedia, but even on Wikipedia, I check my sources cause even though it, it tends to be pretty good about sourcing its stuff and citing stuff, yeah. I noticed that there was no citation for this. And when I looked it up, I couldn't find any like reliable sources. Um, hmm. be- because the first noted place that's claimed that I don't believe is that this saying was first used in the 1500s in a letter to Martin Luther, um, which hmm. I, it kind of makes sense because like Dutch and German, Martin Luther was German, so it, it kind of yeah. makes sense it would be used in a letter to him, but I couldn't find any credible sources. Fine. Can't um, find it. But then a more credible source I found was it was first record, recorded to be used in the 1700s and it was first recorded in newspapers. But okay, so I was kind of dissatisfied because there isn't really a good, um, there's no actual place. So I thought it'd be okay if we had a bonus fact today that has nothing to do okay. with cats. And you actually already said it today. Um, here's our bonus cat quote, but it's not a cat quote, so it's just a quote. Um, spill cats the- have beans. <laughs> yeah, spill the beans. <laughs> Um, what does that mean? It's Maureen? actually just a bubble. It, it's actually just uh, cat's toes when they fall out of the sky. <laughs> Gross. No. <laughs> um, it, it means the same. I meant the whole cat. <sighs> Feet first. <laughs> we're combining si- sayings. I haven't gotten. Like, we're already combining <laughs> rains, cats, and dogs. But um, so spill the beans actually has two theories. The first theory is that. In ancient Greece, during their forums, uh, you would vote by having a white bean or a black bean. White bean means, like, yay. Black bean means nay. And spilling the beans literally comes from, like, when the guy who's collecting all the beans, like, trips and spills all the beans. So you can't actually vote. This has entirely, like, been disproven because um, this saying showed up first in the 20th century in America, which is very separated and also... Um, they didn't use beans when voting in ancient Greece. They just spoke. <laughs> Lame. We should use beans now. I think it'd be great. <laughs> um, I want I want to vote for a bean for president. So the way that they think that this kind of evolved is spill has been used since the 16th century as um, like slang for like divulge or to like make known. Um, and spill the beans kind of evolved from uh, other pop- not so popular sayings around the same time were like spoil the beans or upset the apple cart. Um, so that basically means like you do something that like changes the situation. It's it's things have changed and now you know information that you didn't previously mm-hmm. know. Um, why beans though? Like the spill part, they can track that broad. Why beans? I don't know. Just fun. That's just a funny food. And and there's other variations of it. Um, like there's uh, spill your guts or spill the mm-hmm. soup. But I think people are like, spill the beans is something that they can say around like kids. Um, you know, it's... And 
so that's where Spill the Beans, Spill the Beans first showed up in 20th century America and also used in newspapers. Um, it was first like used, kind of went in like an article talking about, or the first recorded use was in a article talking about like the U.S. Senate. Um, and it evolved, it's almost, it's rather than a lot of these ones that are from English, which comes from Old English, which comes from Latin, so it has like really ancient roots. This one is almost exclusively from uh, U.S. of A., so it's actually a rather recent saying. Um, there's there's not like recorded use of it before before the 20th century, which is the 1900s. So it's a rather new turn of phrase. Um, versus it's a beautiful one, yeah. Versus love me some beans. Versus let the cat out of the bag. That one has existed at least since the 1600s. I don't believe. Um, the 1500s one because I don't think Martin Luther was writing those letters because I couldn't find a credible source. Um, yeah, well, well, cats were around in the 1600s and beans weren't. <laughs> it's not true in the slightest. <laughs> anyway, that that is your cat fact and your bonus uh, non-cat fact because I just and your bonus bean fact your bonus bean fact because I just got really into it and um I would say I use the saying like the quote uh spill the beans way more than let the cat out of the bag i don't like use them like every day but if i was gonna use it i would say spill the beans um i'm interested to that's see not, that's like what you say to someone like you don't say like hey brenna let the cat out of the bag it's hey brenna spill the beans yeah and i'm also interested i know like the majority of our listeners are from the u.s but i, I know we have some listeners who are from like uh the uh, their like main language isn't English uh, or English is a secondary language and I'm kind of like wondering is because it was interesting last time where like there were like rainy cats of dogs had like thousands of variations and a bunch of different mm-hmm. um, but like spill the beans nope let's get back to All right, our ready? adventure yes I'm sorry I, I'm glad you guys uh, thank you Maureen for uh, uh, aiding and abetting me in my love of examining language and where it evolves from <laughs> all right the all next right. morning firestar takes sharp claw cherry paw and patchfoot on dawn patrol patchfoot. and when they come back huh who is patchfoot is that the guy who was like questioning everything last time no that's uh short whisker who is patchfoot patchfoot he was um a rogue named patch oh and he was the ones like i'm lonely so sure <laughs> oh was he the one I'll who... see if everyone's cool was he the guy did the guy who offered us cream did he join yeah that's short whisker no that one was questioning no no yeah, it is the guy who was his off- name was hutch yeah the guy who was offering us cream yeah that's hutch that was hutch that's short whisker now yeah I know, he seemed like such a cool dude, and then he came to the clan and got a little, like, meh, I'm uncomfortable. He went from, like, I thought he was, like, a middle-aged kind of dude to, like, now I think he's five. <laughs> he's just not in his element, man. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I got real confused right. there. So, when they come back, uh, they find Sparrowpaw, Shortwhisker, and Leaf Dapple are huddled by the rock pile, mm-hmm. talking urgently to one another. Leaf Dapple. And Sandstorm. Can I marry you? Leaf Dapple. I'm sure. 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 <laughs> I can't marry it. Sandstorm sat a tail length away, looking disgusted. Uh-oh. Fire at- Fire. Blip. Just fire. Firestar at- Just fire! 
<laughs> this cat is on fire. Someone help him. <laughs> Water bucket, please. Firestar asks if everything's okay. And Short Whisker says that they're talking about the Whispering Cave. Firestar's like, the what? Why is Why would Sandstorm be disgusted by that? Well, Sandstorm gets up, her eyes narrow. She says it's the cave under the rocks. Those silly kits spread the story about the voices. Sandstorm, you've been around the neck of the woods. You know that, like, prophetic dreams and, like, visions from our dead ancestors is a thing. Yeah, but these guys are freaking out. Oh, well, of course. (laughs) They just found out magic was real, like, two days ago. Sparrowpaw interrupts her and says that there must be something down there. Rockkit said he saw a big, shiny cat with big shiny cats with huge claws. Patchfoot looked horrified. <laughs> Leaf Dapple says she knows kits will be kits, but they look terrified. Would they really make all that up? And Firestar can tell the kits had improved upon their stories since <laughs> the day before. I feel like Sandstorm, if she really wants to... I, uh, I don't really understand Sandstorm's reaction here, because I feel like she would be me, like... Me neither. I feel like she'd be like, hey guys, so clan life is a little wacky weird one of you actually at least two of you will start getting uh, prophetic cryptic dreams so i'm not really too surprised that there is a ghost haunting a moss cave or 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 the sandstorm i know would just be like i'm gonna go in there and let you guys know that there's no one in there other than your dead ancestors probably well short whisker says suppose those big cats come out sandstorm (laughs) rolls her eyes suppose hedgehogs fly Maybe Sandstorm's just, like, feeling insecure. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) it went from, like, kind of like a fun honeymoon, a fun honeymoon to, like, a a fun, sexy mystery. And now it's just become babysitting. And yeah, usually you have, like, uh, I don't remember, we've talked about this in detail, but I don't remember how long cat gestation is. But usually you get a couple, like, a month or two before babysitting happens after a honeymoon so i think it's three months but i've also heard people say that the warrior cats tend to do it longer uh, really I, w- I would imagine that they're, they're like speed it up get them kits out no i've heard i've heard people say this they think it's longer but there's never really ever a good uh way to count that exactly yeah that's fair sharp claw says that if there's something in there they ought to deal with it they should go in and attack before it can attack them. I respect that, Shortclaw. I want Shortclaw to fight a ghost. <laughs> Wait, no, Sharpclaw. I was calling him Shortclaw. Mm-hmm. Well, Firestar says they'll go, but later, because they gotta go hunt now. So he sends Sharpclaw out to lead a patrol and Leaf Dapple to lead another. Okay, alright, we're getting these people some responsibilities. Well, Sandstorm draws closer to Firestar as the others move away. What do you think is down there? She murmured. Skywatcher said that the Sky Clan medicine cats shared tongue with their ancestors in that cave. And Firestar says that's what he's hoping. Sandstorm, you're smarter than this. Yeah, she, well, every clan needs a special place like the Moonstone, and this cave may be Sky Clan's. And he's worried that they don't have a medicine cat. But maybe if they go in tonight, Sky Clan's warrior ancestors will show them which cat to choose. That would be very Sandstorm's like, that's a good idea. We can't stay here forever waiting for a medicine cat to show up. 
the novelty has worn off. <laughs> Let's go home. She's like, listen, there's only so many times a, a medicine cat can just show up in the woods and be rescued by a literal <laughs> child right before your medicine cat gets murdered. <laughs> the Firestar pushes away his homesickness. This wasn't his clan, but he couldn't leave until he was sure they could survive without them. I'm also kind of curious of... I'm, I'm kind of hoping it'll be kind of like a, a, a whimsical transfer of knowledge. Because if I was a medicine cat, like, I'm sure rogues, like, kind of figured out, oh, like, this herb makes me feel less, you know, less, less tired. And this herb makes yeah. me feel less in pain. More tired. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that there's, like, a lot that medicine cats need to know. Um Yeah. Before they can be medicine cats. And I don't think either Sandstorm or Firestar are equipped no. to teach. But they need their spiritual guide. Yeah. If you get one of those, you don't you don't even need a real person. You got a ghost. And Sandstorm had like a crash course. So she could at least kind of get the ball rolling. She did. She did. So we Sandstorm gives you day classes and then you have a ghost teacher. For night classes. You don't sleep anymore. Welcome to Madison Cat. No. Welcome to being the Medicine Cat. Yep. Well, SkyClan's warrior ancestors must be out there somewhere. Dead. (laughs) I mean, they're not, they're not like, yeah, I mean, in the sky somewhere, man. I, I, you know, in the sky. I want a map of their afterlife, because apparently it's a physical plane. Uh, And apparently. Yeah. That's so crazy. So when night fell, Firestar led the clan to the cave beneath the rocks. Oh, just everyone. Every... Let's find let's find the well, ghosts. Every clan member followed except for Clovertail, who was back with her kits and scolding them for giving everyone such a fright. I love that for her, but also Clovertail, <laughs> I want you to come too cuz I want you to be a medicine cat. No, wait, no, she needs a girlfriend. So Firestar tells everyone to be careful on the slippery rocks. Short Whisker says there's something shining up ahead. Oh, jeez, Short Whisker? Firestar? Huh? Short Whisker? Oh, I thought he was getting a vision. He just saw the glowing moss. Yeah. Firestar can see that pale light flowing from the cave. He tells them it's okay. It's not big scary cats, he promises. Firestar reaches the flat surface in the cave and steps back to let the clan in. Sandstorm brings up the rear and says, see, just moss. Still, this is Firestar weird. says, and it's beautiful. Look how the light ripples over the roof. And everyone looks a little embarrassed for believing the kit's stories. Firestar tells them that Skywatcher says this is what their ancestors called the Shining Cave, and it would have been a very special place for them. But he kind of thinks that the Whispering Cave sounds better, to be honest. Like whis- he, like, thinks to himself, like, I kind of like the Whisper. That has a better ring to it. I like it, too. Uh-huh. Sounds cursed. <laughs> he strains to hear any message from Sky Clan's ancestors. I don't think they would talk to you, though, dude. All he can hear is the lap of the water and the moves of his clanmates. Sharpclaw asks what's so special about it. And Firestar gives each of the Sky Clan cats a searching glance. Firestar doesn't want to destroy the clan's confidence by telling them they are missing a vital clan member before they can really be a clan. Anybody feeling anything? 
where he's watching anyone to see if they could hear voices. But to his disappointment, <laughs> they were gazing around warily, respectfully, but showing no sign of understanding of Cave's deeper meaning. Not everyone even like replies out loud to ghosts like you do, Firestar. <laughs> well, even Leaf Dapple, who had seemed sensitive enough to be a potential medicine cat, didn't react. I just realized how relieved the other warriors back in ThunderClan must have been when he moved up to the leader's tent because they could all finally get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yes, that is joked about um, in later series, I'm pretty sure. Because he just like would wake up shouting so much. I'd be like, oh. Yeah, no, seriously. Anyway, um, but no one's showing any potential. That kind of sucks. Well, he tells Sharpclaw that they'll find a use for the cave when it's needed, all in good time. Firestar waits until all the other cats have left before listening for voices one last time. The hair on his pelt rises. There was something, faint, far away, but he couldn't be sure. How could he put a new clan in touch with their warrior ancestors when he couldn't hear them either? Are you there? He meowed out loud, hoping SkyClan's ancestors could hear him. If you are, show yourselves to us. You don't have to talk and to for me, the new but, like, clan's talk to sake. Please send us a medicine cat. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I, I'm i like thinking about it, and if I had the choice between a doctor or a principal, I would choose a doctor. Yeah. Not that like the principal, because like, I'm sure they have some training in like, you know, CPR and first aid, but I would probably still choose, like if I was stuck on an island. And I had to choose between, like, the CEO, or the mayor, <laughs> or a doctor, or even, like, a school nurse. You want a doctor. I would, I would choose the doctor. doctor. Like, because just, you know, and not that I, I value people purely by their usefulness, but, like, when you're starting a small country. Well, and in this case, the doctor is their spiritual link. Right. So who's going to tell them who the leader is? The doctor. If StarClan's going to appoint a leader, they're going to do it through the doctor. Are they even, like, StarClan? Because they're so dis. Are they Sky StarClan? Did they get, I mean, did they get kicked Clan. out of heaven, just... too? I mean, they're just in a new part. True. Alright, so. Firestar is watching Sandstorm train with Clovertail. And it's been several days since she agreed to join in the lesson. And she's so good. She's so she's so kick butt. She's strong and sexy. She's still anxious and unsure about her place in the clan, but she was trying her best. Yeah, that's okay. I... Clovertail crouched, eyes fixed on Sandstorm, and when Sandstorm sprang at her, Clovertail grabbed her and flipped her to hold her in the sand. Next to Firestar, her three kits bounced up and down, <laughs> cheering her on. <laughs> yes, Rocket yowled. Go, Clovertail! Wait, bite her throat! <clears throat> Bounce kits shouted. Wait, Rocket? Rock kit. Oh. I miss her. Sorry, I didn't enunciate that. I was just like, Rocket's such a cool name, but they do not know what that is. Sandstorm pushes Clovertail off and glares at the kits. Do you mind? <clears throat> she meows. You just wait until you're apprentices. I'll teach you about throat biting. You're gonna be around that long? The kits collapse with laughter, oh tiny god. tails waving in the air. Oh my god! It's no use, Firestar says. They know you're not as fierce as you sound. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you big softy. Oh my god, that's so cute. I had to just like linger in that moment. That's so beautiful. Let's let's just sit in this moment and enjoy it for just a second. A few more seconds. I'm sure something will go wrong to remind us that this is warrior cats. Well, Sandstorm ignores Firestar and tells Clovertail that she's coming along very well and she might want to look out for... She breaks off at the sound of yowling further down the gorge. Again. (laughs) We can't have nice things here. Firestar sprang to his paws and tells Clovertail to keep the kits here and he races down the gorge, Sandstorm at his heels. A heartbeat before they reached the rock pile, the yowling stopped. The silence is almost as frightening as the sound. Badly? Like, badly? (laughs) They skid around the lowest rocks and come to a halt. In front of them was Rainfur. Wait! The gray rogue who had refused to join the clan. What are you doing? I mean, I mean, actually, welcome, neighbor. Wait, are they alive? His sides heaved as he fought for breath. Uh Uh-oh. Patchfoot is facing him, pelt bristling and lips drawn back in a snarl. Patchfoot? We said not to do this. Leaf Dapple and Sharp Claw stood close to their apprentices, looking ready to fight if they had to. Patchfoot tells Rainford to get out. He had the chance to stay and turned it down. No, whoa, whoa. Go. Unless he wants his fur clawed off. No, whoa, wait. I'm very surprised that you're doing this, Patchfoot, and not and not Snapleg. Sharp Claw. I'm just gonna keep getting his name wrong. It's 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 welcome to uh uh, snow, not snow kit. Um, Christ. the other white one. Cloudtail. Yeah, welcome to Cloudtail 2.0. <laughs> oh but rather than Cloudtail, where I just don't remember his name and think he's snow kit, you know, the the dead one. Um, I just keep making up worse and worse names. But Snapleg would be such a good warrior cat name. Am I right? Snapleg would be pretty nice. Snapleg would be so good. But Snapstar doesn't really work unless you're, like, you know, in a jazz line. <laughs> I think that excellently works. Anyway. Wait, Firestar says, putting himself between Rainfur and Patchfoot. What's the problem? Very surprised Patchfoot- that Patchfoot is doing this still. <clears throat> well, Patchfoot starts. Rainford knows he's not supposed to come here now. So Firestar touches his shoulder with his tail and tells him to let Rainford speak for himself. Rainford says he needs their help. Please, Firestar. It's not for him. It's for his mates and his kits. Firestar wasn't aware he had a mate. Well, I mean... <laughs> Surprise, wife. Surprise, wife. Better than a fridged wife. So don't tell me we're gonna find about this wife and she'll be dead in the next page. What's the matter with them? Rainford explains that Petal is a kitty pet. She lives downriver with an old two-leg who barely feeds her. She used to sneak out and meet with him, and he'd catch prey for her. And he tried to convince her to come live with him, but she was scared, especially when she found out that she had kits coming. Oh, no. She thought that the two-leg would care for them. When he wouldn't even care for her? Sandstorm asks. Rainford shook his head helplessly. He couldn't persuade her, but now the kits are born. The two-leg is just as bad, if not worse. Petal is getting weaker and weaker, and she doesn't have enough milk to keep the kits alive. They have to help them. Oh my god. I I, I just we, see, like, Clover Tail, like, like, parting ways being like, I have milk. 
Let me through. I'm a mama bear now. Leaf Dapple glances at Firestar and says she thinks they should go. Without waiting for Firestar to answer, Sharpclaw steps forward, saying just a moment. He gives Rainfur a suspicious glance. Don't be a jerk. If his, if his mate could sneak out before, why can't she sneak out now and bring the kids? Okay, that's a valid question, but... And to Firestar, he turns and says, I think he might be setting a trap for us. Rainfur bristled and asked why he would do that. Firestar, look, he's just as paranoid as you. Well, he says she can't get out because the two legs block the gap she used. He shivers and claws the ground in frustration. They're all going to die, and I don't know what to do. So I thought I would come to the cults on the rocks and be like, hey, you guys are insane and will do, like, literally anything for, like, barely any reason. Can you help me? We'll come, Firestar decides. How many kits? Bleeding hearts of the world unite! You tell Firestar that kits are a problem? He doesn't care where they're from. They could literally be human kits. And he'd be like, alright, I guess this is my job now. This is what we do. Two, Rainfur says, blinking in shock and relief. Firestar tells Sharpclaw, Leaf Dabble, and Patchfoot to come with him. It should be enough to distract the two leg and carry the kits out. He puts Sandstorm in charge until he gets back. Rainford leads them downstream, past the SkyClan border scent markers. This is new territory. Firestar stays alert. But the woods were quiet. Rainford halts and says the two-leg nest is just beyond the clump of brambles. But they need to be careful that he doesn't see them. The two-leg has thrown things at Rainford before. This guy's Firestar a, takes this the lead. This person sucks. They don't deserve a cat. Yeah, garbage. The nest looks dark and silent. He picks up strong scents of two-leg and cat, but can't see any movement. He leads them along the fence until he comes to a gap and slides into the garden. The bushes were thick and overgrown on the other side. Long, ragged grass led to the nest, and overgrown flowers lined it. Plants grew up the walls, and Firestar spots a hole in the roof, and it reminds him of the abandoned place that him and Sandstorm stayed in on their journey there. Rainford points to a gap in the wall of the nest and says that's where Petal is. Firestar hears faint mewing and makes out a pale blur through the window. There she is, Rainford says. He shoots past Firestar and left onto the ledge outside, the hole in the wall. Idiot, Sharpclaw muttered. He'll get us all caught. I mean, Sharpclaw, he's, he's, a, he's a dad. Well, just as quickly, he leaps down again and rejoins the group. She wants to come with us, he says, but we have to get her out first. That's so fast. <laughs> Firestar turns to his patrol. Any ideas? Sharpclaw says- Don't use my children a as a pop quiz. <laughs> Leaf tap? <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> this is like he's putting them through um, what he did as like a-, a, a an apprentice he's like all right we're gonna go save some kits that aren't ours um but we're gonna use it as a learning opportunity well sharpclaw says they need to find a way in but leaf dapple points out that the two leg is keeping petal shut up that suggests that there won't be anywhere in or out 
Firestar says that they'll have to make the two leg open the door. And Firestar glances at each of his warriors. You guys think what I'm thinking? That's right. Hairling, but with cats. It's so awful. He'll open up the door and be like, what? I have a tip yes. ready and like hot mugs of cocoa, but it's just cats. Huh? And then we rush him. Firestar glances at each of his warriors. Patchfoot looks blank. Sharpclaw is tearing the earth impatiently with his paws. Rainford kept glancing anxiously back at the map. I call it... Dabble's eyes were thoughtful. I call it the Coco Cat Kamikaze. Beautiful. (laughs) Some cat will have to go in there, she says. If Petal is as weak as Rainford says, she won't be able to carry the kids out. Firestar has a couple ideas, but he wants the Sky Clan cats to come up with their own solutions. Of course, Firestar has a couple ideas. All of his ideas are harebrained. Well, what would get the two like outside? He prompts. <laughs> He's literally fighting cats. Sharpclaw says. Sharpclaw goes. So good basically, idea. oh, my idea is what's happening. The pretty the much the caroling cat chaos kamikaze. Because. He's like, well, the two legs threw stuff at Rainfur, and he'd have to open the door to do that. Right, right. Unless he has a window. We don't yet know about those side glass doors. That's true. Well, the rest of them can go inside and help pedal. Firestar nods. He says Sharpclaw and Patchfoot can do the fighting on his signal. And they can be as loud as they want. (laughs) Leaf Apple and Rainfur will come with him. And, and, and... (laughs) Wait, Sharpclaw and who? Patch, Patchfoot. I bet Patchfoot's like looking at Sharpclaw being like, you're not actually going to beat me up. And he's like, yes, I am. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to for sure beat you up. He's like, I thought, oh. Firestar leads Leaf Dapple and Rainford to where Petal sat in the window. And Rainford beckons Firestar up to tell Petal what she has to do. And he gets a good look at Petal for the first time and his pelt tingled with pity. <laughs> She was gaunt with hunger. Sorry, I'm sorry. You could see every one of her ribs. It wasn't appropriate to laugh, but um, the the pelt tickling with pity was very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Every time, no, just every time that they have like some weird expression. I know, it's just like, yeah. Well, her eyes were wide and pleading. The window had been broken, a hole wide enough for a cat, but wood blocked the exit now. Yeah. Firestar quickly tells her what to do, and he tells her that they'll bring her and the kits out to join the others. Just be ready to run when I tell you. Petal nods. I'm ready now. You want to leave on a cliffhanger? Yeah! I'd love this. Alright. That's where we stop for today. Okay. Petal is ready. She's ready now. Mama is ready to for jailbreak. And she's taking yes, her kits Mama's ready her. for jailbreak. Did we learn oh, yeah. the kits' names yet? No, we'll figure that out in the next episode, because we haven't met the kids yet. And hopefully that means that they don't die. With any luck, no promises. Oh, God. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that?